0: of the Story Forest. Original tales for curious
1: and adventurous children. Toby and Eva are on a quest to find their parents who are somewhere in the mysterious Sapphire Islands. In this episode, they are searching for secrets but find only a dead and deserted island with a very old mountain. Can they learn anything on the island of Arinda? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, Pam McNaughton. Score and vocals by Zoe McNaughton. The Mountain and the Apple. The morning dawned early and Toby and Eva were ready to go, disappearing into the morning before anyone on the island was awake. Eva looked behind them as they sailed. It was right to move forward, to keep up the search for their parents, but that island had felt so like home. Fiaz being so friendly, his mother doing her hair, The food and welcome from everyone. She gave out a little sigh. We're one day closer to finding them, Toby said softly. We have to be. We're one whole day closer to finding our parents. That made Eva's heart thud and her face smile. She looked forward again. Today they had a clear goal. They were going to Arinda. The Lyondar on the last island had told them that this was what they must do, search for wisdom on Arinda. And so they sailed. The morning was bright and clear and Eva looked over the side of the boat to see shoals of colourful fish swimming alongside them. She felt the sun on her skin and dipped her hand into the water. A few fish scattered, but still they were surrounded by almost a rainbow of fish all around them. It felt like a good sign. I like these islands, Toby, Eva said. I can't wait to show Mama and Papa. Their father was always looking for the rare, the exciting, the beautiful. Mamma loved meeting different people and trying new foods and learning more about cultures and places. They would love it too. Toby said thoughtfully, they are amazing. If only we had more time to explore. Maybe when we found each other, Eva said, then look. Toby looked up and they saw a huge island rising out of the mist. It was by far the largest of the sapphire islands that they had seen so far. But where the others had been rocky or smooth or tree covered, this one looked dark and forbidding. Out of the middle rose a high, high mountain. Everything around it was blackened, charred, burned. It looked terrible against the blue sky and the pale sea. Eva felt a chill. She had not been frightened by any island before. It must be Arinda. They had sailed the right way. They had followed the instructions. Toby and Eva would much rather not land here, but they had no choice. They had to go to Arinda if they wanted to find their parents. And so, in all but silence, they approached the island and pulled the Oyster Catcher, their ship, up onto a beach of jagged, burned pebbles. I've worked it out, Toby stood looking up at the mountain. His voice was quiet and a little hollow. It was a volcano. It must have erupted. Eva looked around her. I wonder if they knew... If Fiaz and the Lyondar knew. Toby didn't say anything. There didn't really seem to be much to say. Either they had known or they hadn't. It was just that a burned out island didn't seem to be the obvious place to seek for wisdom. But it was all they had. They took supplies of water and food from the ship and Toby took his flute and they started to explore. The volcano took up almost all of the island and they soon found themselves climbing with steep and sharp rocks. They were soon covered too in a kind of soot. Still they climbed. It took them a long time. Every so often one of them would spend some time calling out trying to see if there was anyone around for them to talk to but no one ever replied. It was hard to see how anyone would even live on the island It was so empty of plants or anything. Occasionally, they came across something that looked as though it had once been a tree or plant, but they were things that were burned and blackened too. Eva found that looking at all of this made her feel very thirsty. Drinking water, eating fresh fruit, all seemed to help a little, but not for long. The sun was high in the sky by the time they reached the top of the volcano. They were exhausted. It was a relief that the air was colder where they were, but the sun still shone hot on their skin. But the worst thing of all was that they couldn't seem to find anything at all. The top of the mountain was craggy with a deep dip in the middle that they would never make it down safely. There was an old burned tree and nothing else. Eva's heart sank. Was their climb completely wasted? Toby was looking carefully and closely at everything, but Eva was just cross. No way was she going to look at every nook and cranny when it was very clear that there was nothing there. She sat down and started to rummage in their bag for some proper lunch. She started munching as Toby made his way round the rim. She was about two-thirds through a cheese sandwich when he reached where the tree was. She watched as he examined it closely, every burned branch and bit of bark. It was amazing, really, that the tree had survived at all. She would have thought it would be completely burned away. Maybe, she thought distantly, maybe there was something special about that tree. Oh! Toby exclaimed, standing up from where he had bent down to the ground. He looked as if he was holding something very small. A seed, Eva. It looks like an apple seed. He came carefully over to where she was sitting. She looked into his cupped hand and sure enough, with its lovely deep brown and rounded pointed shape, it was an apple seed. Eva didn't know whether to be impressed or not. It was only an apple seed. What kind of wisdom could that bring anyway? Toby had some lunch, and then they stood up, ready to make their way down the mountain again. For the first time, they looked out and around them, rather than just looking at the top of the volcano. Eva gasped. In the bright blue waters around them, they could see the sapphire islands stretching out in every direction, the ones they had been to, and many, many more, small and big, different shapes and textures and hues. They stood And they looked. On one of those islands were their parents. There were so, so many. They climbed down slowly, quietly, looking around them. It took a long time. I've been thinking about the seed, Toby said, as the ground beneath them began to level out. We should plant it. There's nothing else to do. Eva shrugged. She didn't really care what happened to the seed right now. Even if they planted it, it would be months before anything happened. Toby looked around until he found a small patch of earth which had tiny green shoots in it, wanting to give the apple seed the best chance to grow that it could have. He dug a little hole, then dropped the seed carefully inside, covered it up and watered it with the very last of the water in his water bottle. Then he stood. What now? Eva said sitting down. Toby shrugged. Nothing I suppose. We'll just have to go to another island and see what we can find. Arindar has been no use whatsoever. I'm sure it's not supposed to go like this. Eva was cross. We're meant to get somewhere, to learn something, to meet someone, not just nothing. I'm sorry Eva. Toby sat down next to her. And Eva was a bit cross that he wasn't arguing back. What about the song? she said. We've gone through a line every day so far. Today can't be one. The sweet tang brings sadness, Toby said thoughtfully. It almost fits. We're definitely sad. Huh, but there's no sweet tang. It's just burned and horrible and awful. Maybe the song is wrong. Maybe this is all nonsense. I just want to find Mama and Papa. And then Eva, hot and cross, started crying and the tears flowed down her face, which was now quite red. Toby waited and then when she had quieted down a bit, put his arms around her. They sat together until Eva stopped crying. Toby took his flute from the bag and began to play the tune of the song. He played it three times through, and as he started the fourth time, Eva began to sing in a quieter voice than usual. Uh.
0: From the lost and from the true The song is a compass The mother gives a flute The wings and the shadow Then a story and truth. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 the sweet time brings a sadness, then you gather but leave my silence, sapphire. Singing only in the breeze
1: stopped and then Eva made a strange strangled sort of noise Toby she said standing up look it was where Toby had planted the apple seed now there was a shoot coming out of the ground Eva had seen it as they finished the music and she was sure that it had been growing Toby came over to have a look but now as they watched it began to shrink again as though it were ungrowing The music, Eva said quickly, the song, it makes it grow, we need to keep going. And so Toby took up his flute again, and Eva started to sing again. They sang that song again, and then other songs, their family songs, ones they had learned all over the world, and the songs they had written on all the other islands. They found that the Sapphire Island songs seemed to make the tree grow faster, and so concentrated on those. As they sang, the shoot stretched higher and higher before their eyes. It was strange. They couldn't see it moving exactly, but whenever they looked away or blinked, it suddenly seemed bigger. Their mouths grew dry, but they kept going. The sky was starting to darken, but the tree was taller than Toby now and had bark instead of just green. It was stretching out over the top of them, spreading leaves everywhere. A while later... As they sang the song they had heard on Fiaz's island, and the tree was now thick above them, Eva pointed upwards. An apple was growing on the branch from very, very small. As they sang, it grew and grew until it was red and rosy and shiny and exactly as an apple should be. And then Eva felt something strange and furry move across her feet, and she screamed and stopped singing and Toby stopped too, and they looked down, and there at their feet was a badger. Uh, good evening, he said, extremely politely. I am sorry to surprise you, but I have not smelled an apple of a rindar for so long. I thought it must be a dream, and so was not paying full attention. My apologies, young lady. Having been so sure that they were alone, it took Toby and Eva a moment to collect themselves. It really is an apple, Toby said, not really knowing what else to say. Uh, We came here searching for wisdom. We're looking for our parents who are somewhere on these islands. The Lyondar said we had to find out more about the Sapphire Islands to be able to find them. But the island was all burned and we thought no one was here. We found the seed at the top of the mountain, then planted it. When we sang and played, it grew into this tree. And what a tree! The badger was examining it carefully, then walking around it backwards and forwards. The songs, he said eventually. Tell me about the songs. So Toby explained that they had written songs on each island and these were the ones that they had sung. Ah, oh, the badger said and nodded. Could I trouble you to pick me an apple? You'll see there are many now. Toby reached up and picked three apples. They all started to munch. The badger made appreciative, snuffly noises. The apples were the sweetest, crunchiest, juiciest and best apples Toby and Eva had ever tasted. When he had finished, the badger dug a small hole in the ground and kicked his apple core inside. Toby and Eva copied, wondering why exactly they were. Well, the badger said, looking at them again. It is a great treat to once again eat an apple of Orindar. I am delighted, thank you. Now, as for the wisdom, I think you found it for yourselves, and very exciting it is, I must say. He rubbed his paws together. Toby and Eva frowned. They weren't quite sure what they had found out exactly. Beside them, without the music, the tree was beginning to shrink down again. Ah, well, let me explain then. The Lyon d'Or told you that the islands were created with song. This island used to be an orchard and the apples of Arinda were famous over all the islands. The ciders, the pies, the crumbles, the cakes and the juices we made. Oh, they were wonderful. But gradually the people became dissatisfied. They stopped caring for the trees and even started to cut some down or to abandon them. Eventually, the volcano erupted and the trees and the people were gone. This was a place of silence and death. Until you came and you began to sing. The songs brought new life to the apple, to the island, even to me. I have been very, very sleepy for a long time until the sweet tang of the apple woke me up. The sweet tang, Eva said, looking at Toby. The islands need new songs, Toby said slowly, without the songs they don't survive. Yes, the badger said gently, and you have kindly given songs to the islands you have visited. Except Fiaz's island, Eva said quickly, they still have a song, that's why it's all fine there. The badger bowed his head in agreement. But the islands are all in danger then, Toby said, still making the links in his head including wherever our parents are. We need to find them fast. Eva's heart beat stronger, faster. Would their parents be all right? Yes, the badger said gravely. You must find them. There are so many things that could be lost and it is much, much easier to get lost than to get unlost. Eva frowned. What do you mean? What I said. The badger replied, getting lost is a gradual sliding away, a tiny wrong turn. You can get lost in many, many ways. But you can only get found in one way, if you think about it. Many, many lost things come to this island. Very few are found. Toby frowned too. If our parents are lost then, you think it will be easier for us to get lost too. Eva was confused and not entirely sure what she was saying, but the badger gave a loud bark. Precisely, exactly. She's hit the nail on the head. Well done, young lady. I see all is not lost. Or all is lost. Well, we should get lost then, Toby said, still unsure. Yes, the badger said with certainty. You should, much the easiest way. But before that, I'd like you to do me a favour. We need to write a new song for this island, so that the trees keep growing and there is new life. I'm a bit rusty. Would you help? Toby and Eva glanced at each other, but they already knew the answer. Of course. The children and the badger sat down, and Toby began to play some notes. The badger suggested some rhythm, and they worked together on the words. Finally, they had something that felt just right, and Eva sang.
0: The pip burrows far out, spreads and reaches wide in the earth and dark and mystery, not a whisper of what's inside. The shoot breaks the surface, green leaf delicately unfurls. As the new plant makes its beginning, as new tree in the world On go the months and weather The leaf and shoot grow strong Becoming trunk and bark and branches To grow and be for now and long Finally then apples Sweet and pleasing in the crunch, Burdening the bows until It falls down perfect for my lunch
1: The badger insisted on the last line and gave a funny sort of snuffly laugh whenever they sang it. Once it was finished once, Eva felt as though something had changed. The tree was staying the same size the island felt different somehow. It was late. The sky was dark. Toby and Eva shared an evening meal from their supplies with the badger, who showed them a small spring where they could get water and told them old stories of Arinda. The moon and the stars appeared, shining softly through the darkness. They tried to ask him more about how to get lost, but he shook his head, saying, ''There are a million ways to get lost.'' You'll have to find your own. And then, very sleepily, Toby and Eva said goodbye and went back to the oyster catcher. Sleepily, Toby put all the charts and maps and compasses away in a deep chest. It sounded as if they weren't going to need them anymore. They washed all the soot from themselves and got into their bunks. Toby, Eva said, into the darkness after their torches were out. Yes. This is all quite serious, isn't it? The islands and Mama and Papa. Yes, Toby said, wishing he could say something different. Yes, it is. Eva reached across and Toby took her hand and they lay in the darkness. Tomorrow, they were going to have to get lost. The end. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed listening, hit subscribe and don't forget to share with your friends. Next week, Tobin and Eva follow their new instructions and try their hardest to get lost. But will it work?